up, guys? Kevin Thomas, John Epps here, moving the chains with our round three playoff preview special for South Carolina High School football. John, at this point, every game's big. Every team can win the whole thing, it feels like, man. We've got just a loaded week of matchups here. Yeah, you know, we got a lot of teams that we expected to be here mm -hmm. at this point in time. And then we've got some teams that are here that we didn't yep. expect to be here a few weeks ago. But boy, you got an awesome combination. And, and this is every year. You got an awesome combination of really, really talented teams and some teams that are talented, but really hot. Yeah, exactly. Now, last week, looking back, was kind of a, a wacky week with the games literally Wednesday through Saturday. Uh, we saw a few upsets here, there, a few close games, still a few blowouts, but just a weird round two. Like, you hate to see weather affect things in the playoffs. Sometimes that happens. But anyway, a, a great week of ball. And if you look at the seeds who are left, there's still a lot of the top guys around. No, no, you know, not a lot of big guys have been knocked off yet. So, really good matchups uh, this week. If you guys tuned in for the first time, we really appreciate that. Check us out. Movingchains.com is our website. We're here on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Moving Chains. Definitely check out our YouTube page. Go subscribe there. We'd love to have you guys do that. Our podcast comes out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Uh, definitely tune in for all of that. John and I do a live preview show about 7 o'clock every Tuesday night. Come back for that this week and next week. Uh, Drell Hendricks and I do a uh, recap show on Sundays. We've got our Apple Podcast spot there, Google Podcast, stuff like that. Our Friday Night Spaces is on Twitter. It's a lot of fun to do that. A lot of great interviews coming out. Um, lots of really good stuff. So definitely tune in, subscribe, share it, like, your, like it, tell your friends, all that jazz. But, John, a couple comments before we get into some of the games of the week here on our Security Advantage, Advantage, Advantage Federal Credit Preview Show. We've got uh, Cam said Big Thurman. Kevron says, go salute to Tigers. Dadrian says, Louisville. Patrick says, what's up, guys? What's going on? Patrick Bradley says, hello. What's going on, Bradley? Zach says, good evening, gentlemen. Clinton's Bryson James named the North-South today. I did see that. I'll pick, nice. pick up an off North, North Greenville, too. Awesome for Bryson there. Trail says, Kevron lost a bet. Yeah, maybe so. Normally, big gray guy took a tough <laughs> loss last week. Uh, Patrick says, on, on another note, what's up, what's up with John? No more Florida State, now Tennessee, John. You're all hey. over the place here. We got support where all our South Carolina boys go. <laughs> Kyle says, boo Tennessee. Especially this week, too, John. Yeah, I, I oh, is there. that right? Derek says, what's up, guys? Lake you fell short. Still proud of the guys. They did. They fought tough. Uh, couldn't quite pull it out. Um, Arteva says, if you're not there for Saluda Thurman, what you doing? Another huge matchup. You know, John, you and Drell saw that one uh, a few weeks back. Get a rematch this time over uh, at Strom Thurman this time. But, Let's keep going looking at our Kona games of the week, John. Let's start with the 1A action here. A really, really high-powered matchup. Two teams with one loss each, and that's it. Louisville at Christchurch. Uh, Louisville 11-1, Christchurch 11-1. Louisville defeated Denmark 43-18, averaging 41 on offense, 14 on defense. Christchurch blew out Calhoun County 63-29, averaging 44 on offense, 16 on defense, John. I mean, these teams are mirror images as far as, you know, blow teams out, play really good defense. Who do you think has an edge here between the Lions and the Cavs? I think Christchurch is a little bit more tested. Mm -hmm. You know, they came out of that, that region with St. Joe's and Southside Christian, probably the toughest region in all of 1A football. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, they have played some really, really good competition. Louisville, their schedule, not that it's been necessarily easy, but a little bit lighter of a load. You know, the best team they played all year was a, a very good 2A Andrew Jackson team. Mm -hmm. That's their only blemish on the on the regular season. And, of course, they have done a great job here in the first two rounds yeah. through the playoffs. They have taken care of business, done exactly what I think you would expect them yep. to do in rounds one and two. 
This is an awesome, awesome game. I think Christchurch is, well, I thought they were the best team in, in 1A until they, they dropped, um, dropped the game there. But I still think Christchurch is a little bit better. They get to play at home. That helps. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a really close game. I'm really not sure, you know, how close of a game this is going to be. I think it's going to be a pretty close game. I do, Both too. teams are really good. I do, too. You know, Louisville led by quarterback Ian Grissom. Um, they got playmakers over the field. You know, the Fee kid is there. Uh, Gilcrease, you know, Howes. DeAdrian Robinson had 130 and two touchdowns last week at wide for them. You mentioned their one loss. It's only an eight-point loss to Andrew Jackson, too. I mean, they don't like they got blown out. They played them very tight. On the Christchurch side, you know, quarterback Woods Windham, six for seven last week, the buck 30, a, a slight work for him. Dash Reader's been a player of the week. He's had a great year for them. B.J. Atkins had two punt return touchdowns and a receiving touchdown last week for those guys. Defense level, Hornercheck and Shaw. Their one loss was a blowout, 40 to nothing to Holy Innocence out of Georgia. Obviously, playing at home helps out a lot. Um, I think, I mean, this is going to be a magnificent ball game. I think this is going to be a, a last drive type thing. Tight, tight ball game. You know, maybe who makes the least amount of mistakes, who gets a big special teams play, something like that. I think the Lions and the Cavs are very evenly matched. Yeah, I think we, we talk about special teams a lot. You know, you, you just read off all the playmakers mm -hmm. that both of these teams have. I'm not, I, I can't say one team is definitely more talented than yeah. the other because I think they are very, very equal yep. in, in that regard, and their best players are, are as good as the other side's best players. It could be a a game decided by who can who, which side can make the bigger splash plays. Yeah, yeah. You know that that could be the case here. You know, and it I wouldn't be surprised if it was a thirteen to seven game or if it was forty two to thirty five. Yeah, I think it really could go either way. It's it's a really really exciting matchup. Yeah, I'm leaning a little more on the high scoring side, but like you said, I think it's very even. I'm gonna lean lean Louisville. Uh, I don't know why, I like but it. I'm leaning Louisville. I like their explosiveness. Um, but honestly, I love both teams. I mean, th this could be literally for the state championship. They're really good. It could be. These could be the two best teams in 1A play. Um, should be a fantastic ball game over there in Greenville on Friday night. Uh, a couple comments here if we go on to our next game. Uh, Dadrian says, let's go Louisville. Uh, Greg says, go Abbeville. Dadrian says, only lost by eight without our number one our receiver to that Andrew Jackson team. Ooh, that's a big play. That's Antonio Harrison. Antonio, what's going on, man? Good to have you back. Glad to see you playing and balling hard over there for the Panthers right now. Dadrian says, uh, Louisville's fast on offense, explosive on offense, Very full of playmakers, and defense is fast and physical. Yeah, defense has been good too, man. Like I said, averaging only, you know, 14 points a game. They're playing great on both sides there. Um, Artavis says, Salute has been counted out ever since they lost his back-to-back games. Yeah. Defense is clicking around offense and moving. It's going to be a great game for sure. And that actually leads into our next call the game of the week here, John. Saluda at Strom Thurmond. Two 10-2 teams. A, a rematch of a game from Week 7. The Strom won on the road 6-3 to three at last second field goal. You and Drell were there. Saluda, a, a little bit of a surprise last week. I mean, you say it's an upset, but, I mean, Saluda's a very good team. They beat Gray 23-16. Cry, uh, sorry, uh, Strom Thurman came back from a 6-0 halftime deficit to beat Strom Thurman, beat Keenan 21-6 last week. I mean, the game was super close the first time around. Do you see a similar outcome this time, John, or do you think one team can create some uh, separation there? I think part two is going to be as – well, it's hard to beat what we saw the first time. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be as close to the game. May not go to overtime or um, last second yeah, buzzer yeah. beater, but I think it will come down to the – you know, right now the last couple of drives of the fourth quarter. Um, you know, that game, though, 
you look at the score, you go 6-3, okay. One big play here or there could have changed the game. Yeah, both teams had a ton of big plays there. Yeah. You know, there were, I, I want to say, four turnovers on each side. Mm. You know, there were a lot of big plays. And that, that was an incredible thing. And I'm sure Jarrell talked about it, too, in the recap weeks ago. There was more excitement and more big plays in a 6-3 ball game than I think you could have. Yeah. Um, I think this will be a slightly higher scoring game. I think we will see uh, more than one touchdown yeah. in this ball game, or more than a more than I no touchdowns, <laughs> no touchdowns, more than three field goals. I think we'll see somebody get in the end zone in this ball game. I'm leaning saluted in this game though, mm-hmm. and the reason I say that is you could argue on this side of the bracket nobody was hotter than Gray. Yeah, and they won eight in a row, won the last week. Gray had been playing really, really good football. They got the pedigree. They're the defending state champs. They know how to win big games. They know how to get to Columbia. And I was a little surprised, not surprised, but I was expecting Gray to win last week. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Saluda, not only did they win, they scored the last 15 points yeah. in this ball game to come back and win the game. That is That speaks volumes to me. I think Saluda, after that 6-3 game, I think a lot of people were going, Saluda's probably the better team. Mm-hmm. And then Strom Thurman proved how good they were yep. as they went on. They got healthy as well, even more healthy. I think Saluda is going to get revenge. We talk about it's so hard to beat a really good team twice in mm-hmm. one year. I think Saluda gets a little revenge. I think this is going to be uh, – I see this game going Tigers' way. Very close game. Yeah, Saluda averaging 30 on offense, 11 on defense. They really kind of hit their stride when they moved the, the A-rank kid to quarterback. Uh, he's really been dominant for them. We talked about him last week. He had a really, really good last couple of weeks. And Tyler Mathis getting him more involved. He had 200 plus and three touchdowns on the ground last week. He's a dynamic playmaker for those guys. Lie. Obviously, the wide receivers right and Mobley are good players. I love that D line. I mean, they're it's so so, good. so athletic and, and physical. They are great on that side. And you mentioned battle on the back. You know, they were down early. I think nine zero right off the bat there, John. They kept fighting last week. Coach Young did a great job keeping them in it, keeping those guys battling to come back and win. On the Strom Thurmond side, averaging 23 on offense, nine on defense. The quarterback, Edmund, you know, once he came back, they'd been hot. They'd been on a, a big streak there. Love watching Greg Bryant, really good player for them. The defense has been the calling card, though. I mean, that's what's made them go. You know, even last week, they shut down a good Keenan offense. I mean, held him to six. That's very impressive there. They've won 10 in a row. I mean, th- this is a, an impressive squad here after losing their first two to win 10 in a row. They've been great. They keep getting healthy. They got Edmund back. They got a running back back finally. Got a DB back finally. Got an O-lineman back finally. I mean, it's just a great matchup. We talked about it the first go-around. Coach Webb being the former Saluda OC just there last year. Now he's the head coach at Strom. I mean, such a weird dynamic there. I mean, you know, Coach Webb and Coach Young are great friends. But I think you're right. I think Saluda may have figured something out. Um, and, and I think the fact that they lost this game the first time around adds a little more motivation for them. Big time. I think I, I, think I might lean Saluda, too, in a close one, even though they're on the road. Yeah, are we, are we dumb for doing that? We might be stupid for doing that. I can see that being a clip right here after this week. It could be, and you know the the environment that was in Saluda for that first game was incredible. That was one of, if not the best environment I've been to all season this year, and, and one of the best in the state that I've ever been to. Yeah, uh, it, it was tremendous. It was great, and you got to speak on Strom Thurmond too. Yeah, that team, you know, I, I wouldn't say that their offense is awesome. Yeah. Uh, they turned the ball over a bit. They made some mistakes. Their defense is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the best thing about that Strom Thurmond Rebel team, those guys are gritty. 
Yeah. Man, they they are just tough. They make some. They're in the right place, the right time. It kind of reminds me of almost like the Gamecocks back when South Carolina Gamecocks when they had Connor Shaw. They had a really good defense. You look around and you go, man, there's some guys out here making plays. I don't expect to make plays. Yeah. That, and that's kind of strong Thurman is. You know, it's third and six. They're getting seven yards. You yeah. Know, like a tough run where they're you know just fighting through. They're tough. And salute this too. I mean, this yeah. Is, oh yeah. Oh, this yeah. is just gonna be an awesome, awesome game. Uh, it can go either way, but yeah, I see this. I, I think my thought process is both defenses are playing really good football right now. I think I trust Suda's offense a little bit more uh, with the, with the, what they got going with Mathis and Arant there. But should be a phenomenal ball game down there uh, at Strom Thurmond. Uh, a few more comments here from the second game. Let's see. We've got Cody saying, if y'all got a game pick for when you're going to Friday night, still working through that. I mean, obviously at this point, he said so many options or every game is huge. Throw a dart in. Yeah, a good game. Drill says Saluda wins the rematch in a close one. Cam said you heard him ten in a row for Strom Thurmond. Zach says Thurmond's defense isn't called the Blue Steel defense for no reason. I like it. Yep, they are playing great ball. Uh, Bradley says he thinks all the teams that lost in the regular season that are rematch this week, all the underdogs come out on top. Certainly could I happen. I could see that. John, let's look now at our third calling game of the week: a three A matchup, high powered matchup. Daniel at Powdersville. Daniel at twelve and zero. Powdersville eleven and one. Daniel coming off a 55 to 17 win over Woodruff. Powdersville thrashed Chester 42 to 12 last week on Thursday night. This game, two really high powered offenses, averaging 51 for Daniel, 48 for Powdersville. Powdersville giving up 22, Daniel 11. John, this is a huge ball game here. You know, one that we've kind of circled all year in the Upstate. That this, you know, one of the better matchups we're going to see in 3A. We feel like, who do you like here between the Patriots and the Lions? Give me a coin and let's flip it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think you look at Powersville, you look at how much talent they have all over that field. Eli Hudgens, quarterback, Thomas Williams. Uh, they're, they're excellent. They are mm-hmm. excellent. They play good football. They're well coached. And what I love about Powersville, what love what Coach Munster has done there, look at the schedule they put together this year. Mm-hmm. They, they, they have been tested week in, week out, out of region, in region. They took care of business. They played some really, really good teams. Daniel, their schedule wasn't as uh, much of a test. Yeah, that region doesn't really test. I mean, that and the region play is not their fault. Obviously. Yeah, there's but, nothing you know. they can do about that. And even outside the region, you know, it's a two. It's you get it takes two to dance. Mm-hmm. You gotta have someone agree to play you. You know, so that's not all their fault either. But it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Talent. When you got talent. You got talent. We know how good Myson Kelly is. Mm-hmm. He's gonna maybe the best player on the field, arguably. It, this is going to be a tremendous ball game. I can't pick against Daniel until they give me reason to, to doubt him. You know, yeah. I just can't do it. But if they are, if if the if the crown tilts a little bit, it could be in this ball game about just how good Powersville is, and especially how good they are on that offensive side of the ball. They are incredible. Yeah, you look at Daniel, the quarterback, the Simons kill is, you know, kind of a worry spot coming into the year, replacing yeah. Pierman. He's been great, completing like 70-plus turns past. He's got around 30 touchdowns, only like four or five picks, having a great year for them. Obviously, Myson Kelly mentioned him, that the Clemson commit is a stud, both sides of the ball, running, receiving, playing DB. Eli Merck, like he's been playing for 10 years now for them out wide. He's the Daniel all-time leading receiver now, which is pretty impressive. That's a big name come through there. He's so. like a – if you're not familiar with Eli Merck and Daniel, picture – like a smaller Brock Bowers, but for Daniel. That's, okay. that's what like he that reminds me of. You see this guy streaking downfield. Nobody really wants to tackle him. Nobody mm-hmm. can really cover him. He's just always seems to be open. 
catching the ball. Yeah, I, I will say the offensive line was better than I thought it was going to be. You know, they, they had the kid uh, Watson Young go to IMG for a little bit. He came back, didn't so. He came back to Daniel. They have him playing well. Also, Bryce Smith, the north-south guy, um, playing well on the offensive line for them. Defense led by Plumlee, Con, and Young. They're not the, as flashy as they were last year. You know, I feel like, you know, Brody Quan, or Brody Con and Griffin Bat were big names last year for them. These guys aren't as much household names, really. But they tackle well, create turnovers. I mean, and with that offense, they build such big leads. I mean, they can really pin their ends back and get after the other team, it seems like there. On the Powdersville side, led by running back DB Thomas Williams, the VT commit. Quarterback Eli Hudgens, a great player for them. Wide receivers Sloan and Huggins. Defense led by Jeffries and Lewis. Um, a cool kind of storyline here is that Thomas Williams and Myson Kelly are cousins. Yeah, so Two cool. of the better players in the state. Uh, so really cool to, to see there. I think on the Powdersville side, you got to get out to a quick start. You need to get an early lead. Uh, you want to fall behind these lines, this line's bunch. And I think, honestly, obviously Thomas Williams is a key for them on offense. I think he's a key on defense as well. He's going to have to either cover Merck or Kelly or somebody, and he needs a big game on that side of the ball for them. Obviously, not having Jalen Rambert is huge for the Patriots. Big time. Um, like to have him out there, but he's not um, obviously available in this game, so they need Jeffries and those guys to step up. And Harrison Jeffries has been playing really well since he came back from injury there. On the Daniel side, you know, I will say the one weakness I think they may have, just from looking at some stat lines, watching a couple clips here and there, is run defense. Okay. And against Powdersville, if Williams get loose, I mean, they've got a pretty big offensive line. They can run it pretty well. Uh, not only Williams, but also, you know, um, the quarterback. Hudgens, Hudgens moves really around well very well. Too. This is going to be a very tight ball game. I hope it lives up to the hype. Um, but like you said, it's just so hard to pick against Daniel. Two-time defending 3A state champs. Until somebody knocks them off, it's hard to go against them. Um, I think Powderville has as good a shot as anybody has had in the past couple of years, honestly. But you got to go with the Lions just because, I mean, they've been there, they've done that, and they just are so efficient. They're so they're so good right now. I'm going Lions and a squeaker on the road. Yeah, I think it'd be close. And, and I like the point that you make. You say Powderville getting off to a quick start. Mm -hmm. I think just as important as that is – I don't think the Patriots necessarily have to score first, mm -hmm. but if they can get a, a stop or two early on Daniel and just give that defense confidence, give mm -hmm. that team confidence, give the crowd something to you know get into and say, hey, we can stop these guys. Because mm -hmm. it seems like every time we see Daniel play, even in the playoffs, you know, even against Camden and Columbia last year, you know, they just – it's like they're going to score every time they touch the ball. Yeah, they come out so efficient. First drive, touchdown, you're down 7 eight. Like I think if you're Powder Hill, you want the ball first, 100%. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you, you see what happens. It. You kind of see it on the opposite sidelines, too. You know, the teams come in to play, and you know, they got to be feeling good about themselves. Hey, okay, yeah. all right, we can stop these guys. And then that first drive, boom, they get right down the field. It's like, oh boy, here we go. Now we got to score every Welcome time to the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. It should be a great ball game. Uh, yes, yeah, so Greg says it's going to be a good game. Zach says that Daniel stops around from Powder Hill, Daniel wins. Um, Zach said, yeah, Powderville went to Hyatt Stadium week one and took down Abbeville. Can't ask for, can't ask for a tougher opponent. Yeah, that's a tough place to play, too. We were game. at that ball game. Uh, great game there in Abbeville and Powderville. Artavis has said, this is one of the best playoffs in all areas. Big upsets. The prize has done any better. And that's exactly, you're exactly right, Artavis. I mean, most of these classifications have, you know, eight-plus teams we feel like they could have won it going into yeah. it. And it's been some great ball games all around. Uh, and you're right. We've had some big names fall kind of – Heck, we've only played two rounds. And yeah, we've had some big names fall. Yeah, uh, Darren or, or Duran and Jarrell both say going with the Fairfield Central Griffins and the upset this week. I don't hate that. We'll at get all. to that game here in a little bit. We get to the two way action. But John, let's look now at our our fourth corner game of the week. 
when you're just thinking about statewide schools, games across the whole state of South Carolina, there are not many bigger matchups than this, no matter what, what year it is. And that's the Burns Rebels and the Gaffney Indians. At the reservation on top of that, uh, you know, Burns 9-3, and three, Gaffney 8-3. and three. They just played back in Week 10. Burns pulled off the win 30-21. to 21. That kind of really got the Burns team rolling. Um, they played well since they knocking off Hillcrest two weeks ago. They kind of played around a little bit and almost got messed up. The likelihood would beat them on a late field goal, 27-24. Averaging 37 on offense, sorry, 35 on offense, 19 on defense. Gaffney, on the other hand, a roller coaster season for those guys. Yeah. You know, started off losing to South Point, not looking good against Union, you know, losing to that Mallard Creek team you saw there. Um, and they really kind of turned it on. They beat a good Spartanburg team. Uh, they beat a good Northwestern team. They beat Dorman. Um, playing good football down the stretch. Won the region there, averaging 30 on offense, 21 on defense. You know, on the Gaffney side, Grayson Loftus is, you know, one of the – he's a star. I feel like he kind of gets overlooked sometimes, almost, I feel like, you know. Bit. Had a big game last week for those guys, like three touchdown passes. The running backs, the McDowell kid, the young one, is going to be a star. He's playing really good. Tate's playing well. Wide receiver Sugar Jeffries back has been huge for them. Amazing. Little John Outwise been a great player. On defense, Nate Johnson, Brayshawn Little John, the Mizzou commit, are, you know, really leading those guys. Do want to commend Coach Dan Jones. Set the Gaffney record for wins last week at 120. Awesome for him there. On the Burns side, Colby Shaw at quarterback. Had almost 300 last week, four touchdowns. Livingston being back, the running back has been huge for them. Had almost 100 yards last week. Had over 100 at Hillcrest in round one there. Cook, Bomar, Weaver, so many weapons out wide. Defense with Good and Ferguson and Kanai Cook out there playing safety. Um, Bomar playing DB. John, can Burns go on the road and win this one? You know, they won at Nixon Field in week 10. Can they go to the reservation and do it again? Or does Gaffney come out with the win moving on to, to round four? You know, if you look at – if you didn't watch any game that either one of these teams played and you kind of look at who both sides have, you know, you look, you look at the rosters and you go, if you know anything about the reservation, we talked about this a little bit this afternoon, this is got to be the biggest game, biggest playoff game at the reservation in the last 10 years. Yeah, biggest since the way the 20, 2012 when they played Burns in the semifinal would have been the last big one up until this one. So I'm expecting a, a nuts crowd. Certainly a packed house at the reservation. You put all that down and you look at it and you go, eh, Burns doesn't really have a whole lot of a chance here. But we don't have to do that. <laughs> we have seen these teams. We get to see them in person, see them in action. We saw Burns early in the season. Yep. We've seen them late in the season. Yep. I think we've got two different ball clubs on our hand. Um, they looked very, very good two weeks ago in Simpsonville against uh, against Hillcrest there. And the big thing, what I love about this Burns team, what they're doing here late in the year, one, they got R.J. Livingston back and mm -hmm. healthy. He looked fresh in that first-round game, played an awesome, awesome game. And what I love about Coach Shaw and what's he, what he's done, especially with this offense, He's just putting the ball in his playmaker's hands. Yeah. We saw Bomar in some key points of that Hillcrest game playing quarterback yep. and making plays. Uh, you know, they, they do a great job of putting putting the playmakers in positions to make big plays. The defense has grown up a bit. Yeah. They, they got hit with the injury bug early on. They've done some growing up during reach and play, and they've gotten better and better and better as they've gone. I still 
it I can't go against Gaffney at the reservation in this kind of ball game. I, I gotta lean the Indians. But if Burns wins this game, I'm not gonna be that surprised because they've been playing so doggone well yeah. lately and playing just so just as a cohesive unit and, and defensively they're they're doing well. We saw them on special teams. Mm-hmm. They uh, place. you know, they, they forced a bad uh, bad hold on an extra point that, that turned out to be pretty big. And they also uh, or a field goal. Yep. Sorry, not a extra point, a field goal. Uh, and then they also got a big time fumble recovery on a kickoff in that Hillcrest game as well. They're doing everything you need to be doing at this time of the year to get to Columbia. Yeah. Boy, this is you, you can't get much tougher than what they got here on Friday night. Yeah, I'll tell you what worries me about Burns is that last two weeks they jumped out to big leads early and they let the other team come back. And at some point that's gonna bite you in the butt. You know, they had a real chance to, to lose that game to Blythewood last week. You know, uh Blythewood got a fumble inside, I think the five with a couple yeah. minutes to go down three, had to settle for a field goal. Burns comes back and hits the field goal to win the game. They could have lost that, you know, Hillcrest got the ball first and ten at Burns' twenty six yard <laughs> yeah. line with about five minutes to go, chance to tie or take the lead. They could have lost either one of those ball games there. Um, you can't do that against the Gaffney team. You can't get up big. If you get up big, you better keep the you know pedal to the metal there. Um, and I think you know, looking at this rivalry, these Gaffney guys know better than I do. I feel like it usually goes with the home team. You know, at Nixon Field, Burns tends to win. At the reservation, Gaffney tends to win. I think the Indians are playing too tough right now. I think the reservation at home, uh, at home at the reservation, like the Indians win this ball game. Uh, just just too much firepower. They're probably upset about that loss in Week 10. A little extra motivation there for those guys. I like Gaffney to win this game at home. I think it's going to be a really, really close game, too, though. Should be <laughs> should be a lot of fun. A couple comments here. Cody says, crowd-wise, Gaffney Burns will be the best crowd out of all the three-round three playoff games. Really good chance. Probably, that, you know, probably the, the biggest crowd, I would say. Uh, no be. doubt about it. Uh, Cody says, what are your thoughts on the other freshman back, number 29, Smith? You know, I haven't seen him a ton yet. I've seen more of McDowell. Um, but the highlights I've seen, he does look really good. Uh, the Smith kid does as well. Uh, Zach says he bets Thermos, Thermos Luda crowd will be great as well. Yes, it will, it no will. doubt about yes, it. it will. Patrick says you'll have to come. We're talking about Patrick. We're talking. There's so many good options, man. It's hard to decide what to do there. Um, Michael says go Holly Hill Raiders on Friday and go Vols on Saturday. Thanks for covering high school football. Appreciate you, Michael. Uh, I like Holly Hill's chances a lot. We'll get to that eight-man playoff game in a little bit. I think the Raiders roll in that one. Um, Let's see. Patrick says, give me Gaffney minus six. Bradley says, Gaffney's where y'all need to be. Um, Patrick says, they come out and sweep the field. It will be a bad deal. <laughs> yeah, we'll see uh, We'll see what happens there. And this one should be a great ball game. And now, John, our, our fifth and final call the game of the week, our skis game of the week, just got war. This one actually has moved to Saturday, 1 o'clock at West Florence High School. That's PD Academy and Florence Christian for the 3A state title. We just saw this game back in Week 10 as well. PD throttled those guys 40-14. to They defeated Pinewood 42-27 last week. Florence Christian defeated Wilson Hall 19-17 last week. Wilson Hall missed a late field goal. Florence Christian really goes as far as Jules Huntley goes, a running back. He's had a big game, had, I think, a buck 69 and two touchdowns last week. Also plays DB for them. PD, we know the quarterback Hudson Spivey, one of the best around, had four touchdown passes last week, 20 for 27, 243. Also ran for a touchdown at 66 yards. Colby Sinclair ran for 134 in a touchdown and caught two touchdowns for 60 and 67 yards receiving there. Richardson and Trussell out wide. Defense led by Oakley, Tyler, and Rouse. Lawrence Christian's playing a little better. I mean, you have to be to get to this point in the season. But this is a team that just got, you know, beat by 26 points 
a couple weeks back, John, have they made that much of a turnaround, or are the Golden Eagles the favorite who you think on Saturday? Yeah, I think Florida Christian, Florence Christian is better than what they that game yeah. a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, They can play better than that. And I, I expect them to play a little bit better than that. Mm-hmm. But PD's the better team. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't think it's super close. I think this could be a ten to fourteen point ball game. But Spivey at quarterback, to me, is that's the difference maker. He's probably the best player on the field. He's gotta be the best player on the field. I mean, he's your quarterback. I like that being the difference maker for PD in this game. Yep. I, I like PD. Yeah, I think the Florence Christian, I mean, they've gotta have Huntley get going on the ground. And not, I mean, honestly, obviously, you, you never want to say you don't want him to break a long touchdown run, but you almost need to, like, just ground the ball out and kind of keep that clock rolling, limit the time possession for PD. Um, I think that would be a huge key for Florence Christian there. And you also need him to play big on defense. I mean, he's got to play some corner for you. He's got to guard Rupp, Trussell, Richardson, Sinclair, and those guys. Need him to uh, need him to play well on that side of the ball. On the PD side, I think just Spivey is just too much. I mean, he uh, – They've been there before. They played for State a couple of years ago, back-to-back years. I think it was, could not quite make it happen. But Spivey now is a multi-year starter. He's got everything under control. He knows what he's doing. He's so versatile, running in, throwing. I think the Golden Eagles have too much firepower. I think they win this game, um, but should be a fun matchup on Saturday over at West Lawrence High School. Yeah, and, and good on Skiza yeah. for moving this game yes. a little bit closer for both schools. I know yep. they, they, do, they have a history of doing that. Uh, great move on their part. Yep. West Lawrence has a great new facility. So that should be a, a nice, easier drive for the PD and the Florence Christian guys. Uh, no doubt about everybody. it. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, a couple more comments here. Uh, Jarrell says, if Gaffney wins on Friday, there might be a bigger game on the horizon. Yeah, if they win Friday, that next uh, round four game could be pretty, pretty massive as well. But uh, And I hope that whoever wins that game comes out clean. Yeah, because we, yeah. we talked about this last year where, you, you know, you get to this point, particularly we saw it in the 5A bracket, you get down to upper state, lower state weekend, and you got some teams that are pretty beat up. Mm-hmm. Um, now, me personally, you got everybody's playing football. Oh, yeah. Everybody's getting hit. Everybody's getting tackled. Everybody's a little bit injured and hurt. I don't like that as an excuse, but I do hope whoever wins this game Friday at the reservation, I do hope they can come in the next week uh, 100%. No doubt. Cody says, just know if y'all do choose Gaffney Burns, he'll be there with two cowbells on each hand and ring them off. I love it, man. I love bringing <laughs> out the awesome. cowbells. Cowbells are big ones there. So our corner games of the week to recap. We had Louisville at Christ Church, Saluda at Strom Thurmond, Daniel at Powdersville, Burns at Gaffney, and our skis of game of the week is PD Academy versus Florence Christian for the 3A state title john uh but i mean you know, we talked about it all week long trying to decide which ones are the games of the week they're all huge man we could have picked any game this left they're all they're all massive but let's give a quick shout out to our friends here before we start looking at the other games in the brackets uh in schsl playoffs security advantage federal credit union they offer much lower loan rates you don't turn the fees other banks do whatever your personal journey they're at all these smart financial solutions join today at securitysu.com SecurityRangeSU.com, Winning Banking Drive Live here in NCUA. The George AC serving the Carolinas for 40 years. Open enrollment is here. Check them out now. If you don't have insurance for your company or something like that, or if you're a seasonal worker or something like that, give them a call. Bradley Lerner from the CrewGeorgeAC.net can help you out there. Kona offers synergistic approach to the spine, skeletal system, nervous system, and supporting structure, and total quality care for optimal health. Kona.care, that's Kona.care. 
And then our stock up, stock down by Founders Federal Credit Union. CY Founders Membership can enable a transfer game. Train financial skills, a wide array of financial tools and services. Visit relaxjoinfounders.com today. See if you qualify. Relax with Founders Federal Credit Union. And then Hannah Engineering, our pick'em, brought to you by those guys. John, do you want to start with 5A this week or start down at 1A? Or, or what do you want to do as we roll through uh, what's left in the brackets here? No, let's go with 5A. I see uh, we got someone asking about something from Sonoville, so let's start in 5A. Yep, yep. Uh, a couple more comments while we, while we roll through here. Uh, Cody says, so hypothetically speaking, if round four comes uh, to down to Graffy Dutch Fork, we all come without a doubt to that one. We resurrect. Man, we don't know. You know, we, we always play week by week. We play week by week to see uh, see what the best option is. Uh, Jeff says they're at Fort. They put, hold on, I lost it. Sorry. We at Fort put it on Dutch Fork. I don't know how Green played. Um, Michael says, Woodland versus Oceanside, what do you guys think? Also, Sumter Somerville. We'll get Sumter Somerville in just a second. Uh, Woodland and uh, Oceanside. I'm leaning to Oceanside. I'll tell you that right now. Get Sumter Somerville here in a second. I'm uh, not sure. leaning. I'm falling over. <laughs> Oceanside. Oceanside is a good play. I got some notes on those guys when we get to that ball game. But definitely stay tuned for that one here in a minute, uh, Michael. Let's look here at the 5A uh, bracket, John. Then we'll kind of work our way down from there. Yeah, we'll start on the lower state side of the bracket. Switch it up a little bit. We got Somerville making the trip up to Sumter on Friday night. Um, Sumter's been good all year. Yeah, They've been great all year. They have, I thought a little bit closer game last week than I expected. They beat Kane Bay nineteen mm -hmm. to seven. Down seven oh early in that one. Somerville, on the other hand, I thought their playoff run was going to end last week. I did too. They invited Lexington to come down, and boy, they beat the brakes off the Wildcats. Yeah, beat them thirty five to thirteen to roll this ball game. And that makes me very nervous about yeah. this one for some. Now, I will say, don't forget, we saw this matchup early in the regular season. Sumter shut them out 16-0 at home where they get them again this week. Uh, and Somerville, a little banged up, had a couple running backs go down, a couple of defensive guys last week. Not sure if they're playing or not. Um, obviously, you know, they need a big game from McMurray and Yannick Smith and the running back there. Um, I can't remember his name. I'd say Drummond, but it's not Drummond. Uh, anyway, they need a big game from those guys if he's able to play. Well, the Sumter side, I think they go as far as Zaire Gamble. That has been my guy all year for them. Got to get him involved in the you know the running game, receiving game, return game, whatever, getting the ball in his hands. I'm going Sumter because I trust their health a little bit. They're a little healthier right now, I feel like. I'm going Sumter at home to beat Somerville. But the Green Wave, Coach Rafferty, you're doing a great job building the program back up. But I still like uh, the game costs a little bit in this one. I think they win a close, close, close ball game, a close, low-scoring ball game. I think Somerville gets on the board, though, this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do don't too. think this is a 16 nothing shutout. I think this is a tight one-score game. I don't know that either team's forced 20 yeah. in this one. But I see Sumter winning by just a little bit because of the health yep. of the Gamecocks compared to the Green Wave. I think it's going to be a great ball game. Yes, yes. Two, two kind of mirror images teams I like. You know, really good defense, needs some yeah. special teams plays. Um, offense not the best, but I, I like uh, I like this game a lot. And especially getting it at home, too. Yep. That's a big factor for those guys. On the bottom side of the bracket, we've got Carolina Forest gets to host Fort Dorchester. Or actually, no, this game will be in Fort Dorchester. Fort Dorchester, yep. Because yep. they are a, a region champ. Yep. Um, Carolina Forest going down to Fort D. Carolina Forest blows out Goose Creek last week, 55-28. to 28. Fort Dorchester blanks Berkeley 46 to nothing. Zoltan Osborne back from yep. Fort Dorchester. Yep. Huge factor for those guys. Carolina Forest, boy, they bursted on when the playoffs started. May not be a hotter team right now. Maybe not. I thought River Bluff would beat them in the first round. Mm -hmm. They beat them by two scores. Yep. Beat them 42-28. That, to me, was a big, big deal because we saw River Bluff play. 
I, I'm very high on the Gators. I thought they were a very good team, and they didn't get out around one. Um, yeah. Very impressed with Carolina Force. They got the offense going very well. I don't know if they got enough to beat Fort Dorchester, though. Yeah, you know, Scott Sayer, the quarterback, is just balling right now. Had six touchdowns last week, set the record for Carolina Forest touchdowns. I can't remember this career or season, but either way, playing great ball under Coach Morris there. Fort D, though, like I said, is healthy now. Zoltan Osborne's back. The Martin kid's playing well. Small's playing well. Trey Ryan out wide for those guys. They were playing great football at home, especially. Um, I think a shootout here, John, I really do. I, I like Fort D's defense a little bit better. Um, but Carolina Forest, man, it's it's you know, in the playoffs especially, it's not always who's better. It's maybe who's hotter. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that offense is going to be tough, but I'm going Fort D in a close one here at home. And Carolina Forest, they are they, they typically have reservations early on for the lower state championship. In yeah. 5A. They have been there very, very often. Uh, been usually the last team Dutch Fort plays before yeah. they get to the weekend of champions. So we're not be surprised to see the Panthers turn on again here um, late in the year. But I agree with you. I like Fort Dorchester by a little bit in this one. But I could see this being 56-49. to 49. Yeah. This could be could a be really, really, really sure. exciting ball game. As we flip to the upper state side of the bracket. So we talked about Burns Gaffney at length here just previously. Winner of that game will get the winner of Spartanburg going down to Dutch Fort. Another rematch. Yep. Um, now, this was a Dutch Fort team that was injured, mm -hmm. did not have their quarterback, but it was a two-point ball game. Spartanburg high yeah. early in the season. I know, we know Spartanburg is very good. Mm -hmm. Love Raheem Jeter playing quarterback. I love Coach Hodge running the program for the Vikings. I just don't see Spartanburg able to win this game, though, Friday. Yeah, this is a game, you know, first time around. Dutch Fort had to make it last second field goal to win, too. They were losing that ball game there. Um, but this is a much better Dutch 14. You know, Appler was out back in. They had never, didn't have a quarterback situation settled. Jarvis Green ran for 300 yards in that game because he had to. He was the only option. Um, <laughs> but now they got Appler back. They got Hamilton out wide playing great. Green, I feel like he's averaging a buck 50 in the, on the ground and 100 yards receiving the pass by three points. He's just killing it right now, setting all kinds of records. Like he had a six-touchdown game or seven-touchdown game, whatever it was a couple weeks back to set the Dutch Fork record. Unreal what he's doing. But the defense, John, Danley, Perry, Ingram, or sorry, Danley, Perry, Hinton, playing great on that side of the ball, been great all year long. I think that defense is better than they were at that game, or in that, at that game. I think the offense is better than it was at that game. I think Dutch Fork wins this one at home, too. I think they're just on a different level right now. Nothing against Spartanburg. Coach Hodge doing a great job. Jeter's playing well. Dan, uh, the running back, the freshman. Kelly's a really good player for them. I like him a lot. But I think Dutch Fork is just on a roll. I think they win this game at home. And Athler's been playing good football. He too. has. He yeah. has. At the beginning of the year, it was, you know, I thought, hmm, maybe the quarterback position is a little bit of a weakness. Yep. But he's playing very good now as well. He seems to be in a groove. I agree with you. I think the Silver Foxes are just, they're destined for the yep. upper. Which is, this is going to be cool to see if if they are able to win to see a Dutch Fork upper state championship. And, and what's funny, too, I mean, Dutch Fork's getting – they're getting a real taste of the upper state. I mean, obviously, we yeah. think the biggest yeah. or the toughest upper state fighter region is the one with Burns, Dorman, Gaffney, Spartanburg. If they <laughs> if they make it to the state final, state final, they will have beaten Dorman, Spartanburg, and either Gaffney or Burns all in a row to get there. So, they will have certainly earned it uh, this year if they get to that point. Uh, and but, that that's a huge testament to – I think that's region two. Five yes, yes. That, that's a huge testament to that region. We talk about it a lot. We got a ton of guys on here that, that come on and talk about how good that region is. Mm -hmm. And boy, if you if you need any proof, 
Well, there it is right there. Yeah. You want to go to the state championship? You got to beat every single All of us. Level. Yeah. <laughs> All of us. Uh, a couple comments. Uh, Jamie says, Clinton Chapman. We'll get to that one here in a minute. 3A, Jamie. Should be a great ball game there. Uh, Jeffrey says, Still no word on some, some real running backs. Yeah, that help we're not sure about. Jarrell says, Only Gamecocks to win this week is Sumter. Oh, wow. Uh -huh. Talking a little trash here in the chat. Uh, Jeffrey says, He's worried about Carolina Forest. Where do they come from against the Creek? Yeah, you know, I think Goose Creek, though, honestly, John, as a team, a little bit of fool's goal. You know, they didn't win a non-region game all year. Yeah. Um, got hot in the region. I don't think they were quite as good as that record was. I think that region was a little bit down, um, honestly, there for them. I was more impressed with the River Bluff win than I was the Goose Creek. Yeah, very true, very true. Cody says, uh, honestly, I think if it comes down to that round four game, people are on Gaffney that don't support either team will come to watch that one. It should be, yeah. it'll be a huge game. If we yeah. Gaffney Dutch Sport, it will be huge. No doubt about it. Uh, Cody says Sumter 16, Somerville 13. Yeah, I can Could, see that. Jeff says not beating Dutch Fork at home. Yeah, I kinda, that's where I'm kind of leaning to. Cody says, uh, excuse me, Sumter 17, 13 over Somerville. Well, he's picking. Uh, John says Burns 38, 20 over Gaffney. Ooh. Also picks uh, Sportberg 21 to 10 over Dutch Fork. Ooh. Cody says he misses the big 16. Yeah, those yeah. different days back then. Yeah, they great, fun. That great was fun. matchups uh, back in those days. No doubt about it. Uh, Bradley says that John guy's been smoking again, if you know what <laughs> Not you, but the other John guy. I love it. I, I love it. But let's look now, John, at, uh, at some 4A action. In so, what a, another just great ball games, man. Yeah, I just and, can't say it enough. And the, these are some games uh, where, again, I wish I could split myself off and go to these I know, games. Because I, I don't know. know. I love all these teams that are playing. I love 4A and the way that it's come together. But I don't know who to pick here. Mm -hmm. uh, starting in the lower state, we've got... AC Floor will be hosting West Florence. Two very similar teams, the way that they are put together. Yep. Want to run the football. Got a lot of talent in the backfield for both of these teams. Really, really good ball clubs. AC Floor put on more of a display last week than I expected, being Hartsville 53 to 34. West Florence beat one of the hottest teams in 4A last week, beating Pearl um, Beach 42 21. They took care of business there. This is a great ball game. I, yeah. I'm leaning AC floor because of Townsend and Walker. Yeah. I, I love both of those guys, the, what they can do with the football in their hands. Uh, I think they got just one more playmaker than what the Knights do. And I think that could be the difference in this one. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, kind of mirror, they both want to run the ball a lot. Um, you know, Deuce Hudson, the quarterback for South Florence, just went over 1,000 rushing yards for the year. So he's got 1,000 passing and rushing. Along with Darren Lloyd, had a huge year, had a 300-plus game a couple weeks ago. Actually, he's had two 300-plus games out of the last three, I think it is, actually. So he's killing on that side of the ball. AC Floor, obviously, Markel Townsend, 200-plus almost every week, it seems like. This it might come down to who can impose their will. You know, both teams want to run it. AC Floor wants to run it up front. Kim Floyd's got a big offensive line there for him in his first year. Townsend's a great player. West Florence mentioned what they do with Coach Jennerett there. So, it, you know, I think both teams want to run. Who can, who can you know, enforce their will? And then maybe what quarterback can hit one big play? Is that Carew Bates for AC Floor hitting Lofton on a deep route? Is it Deuce Hudson breaking a big run? Whatever it is. But one team is going to need some kind of play that's not a run, I feel like, to win this ball game. Um, so it should be, should be a great ball game, I think, over there. Could be a big punt or kick return. Could be. Well. We've Could seen, be. We've seen what Lofton can do yep. um, fielding punts. Yeah, he took one back. back in the game we saw last year against Greenville, and then we saw West Florence running back at South Florence, a kickoff return. So, right. both teams very talented on that side. Uh, you know, Kelvin Hunter on defense for uh, – Kelvin Hunter and Frank Emerson for, for West Florence are going to have to play big on that side. they got to somehow get Townsend on the ground early. Um, I'm going to lean AC Floor at home. 
I think these are very two very evenly matched football teams, honestly, John. Um, I'm going to go AC4 at home. I agree. I agree. And it'll be interesting to see what both of these two teams do on kickoffs. Apart. Yes. Do you uh, just kick it short every time? Honestly, I, you out of bounds. Out of bounds, I'm yeah. thinking. Um, you know, kickoffs, maybe a little pooch or, you know, just keeping it away from those guys, yep. knowing how dangerous they are. That'll be a very interesting game. That's going to be a fun game with some. That's, that could be a high-scoring game, mm-hmm. but you're going to see some big plays in that one, no matter yep. what, I think. On the lower side of the bracket, you'll have James Island going up against South Florence. James Island's made a great run in the playoffs. Yeah. They've been playing awesome defense all year. Had a really close game against Irmo last week, winning that game 24-20. Closer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, a little bit closer than I thought. Uh, I was surprised Irmo scored 22 mm-hmm. on them. I'm glad to see South Lawrence is going up against a really good defense. I yep. think that's going to test them and, and be very good for them. However, I don't see that James Island offense being able to score enough against South Lawrence to win this ball game. I, and I don't know that it's really that close either. Yeah, these are two of the the better defenses in all of 4A. You know, you know Walker Wood, all of those guys on, on the Trojan side are great. On the South Lawrence side, you know, like guys got guys like Davis and Moore and Prue and Rhodes. They're held teams to 12 points a game. I think James Island is at like, I don't know, like 100 and something. So they're probably at like so under, gave, 10, under 10 points a game now. They have like 83 in the regular season, 14 against York. So we're at 90. So they, Irma broke them over the 100-point mark. Yeah, it's crazy. Week. Yeah, but these two defenses are great. Um, you know, Wushy Ravenel for James Island just went over 1,000 yards receiving for them. Uh, you know, the Nixon kid quarterback's playing great. The Scott guys running the ball are playing great. Um, I felt better about James Island before that game last week, I'll tell you that. I, and, no, I mean, obviously we say every win in the playoffs is good, and that's very true, but I was surprised about that score um, at home. South Lawrence continues to roll. And Lenore Sellers is just a different type of player. I mean, he could be the best in the state, up for debate, but he's certainly one of the top ones. Um, I think we're going to get a close game here, actually. Okay. I think James Island has something to prove. I think you know Coach McCoy will have them figured out there. I like South Lawrence in a close one, but uh, could be a low-scoring battle here between the Trojans and the Brewers. Okay. You thinking close one-score game, 10-point game? 10. I'm going to go 10. 10 maybe like 27-17. Uh, okay. So I hope ballpark, so. Maybe. I hope so. That would be nice. That would be great. We go to the other side of the bracket. Greenville will be hosting Catawba Ridge. Copperheads, another team that has gotten hot. Mm-hmm. They've been playing good all year, but playing really, really well now. They blew out Riverside in the first round and then really pulled away from North Augusta yep. last week. Yep. 37 to 14. Win. A seven point ball game in the fourth quarter, and they, they pulled yeah. away. Just gassed it. Greenville, on the other hand, a very good game against South Point last week 24 to 20. They led the whole game, it, mm-hmm. it got tighter in the second half. And then Greenville just made a few more plays, and South Point was able to, to make um, Greenville. I, I love the way that they've been playing. Yeah, you know their out of region schedule kind of put them off of people's radar. Not us. Mm-hmm. We know how good they are. We know how much talent they have. How motivated they are. Yep. Talking to those guys after the game last week, you could tell. You could tell they didn't forget last year against yeah. South Point. They they wanted that game bad, and you know these guys know they're good enough. To go all the way, mm-hmm. they know it. You can tell they're not saying it; they're saying all the right things. But yeah. we, we know, they know that they they're good enough to make it. I think they're going to win this game. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is one, their talent. Two, 
their attitude. Yeah. This is a game, I feel like Greenville, if they make any mistakes, they're going to lose. I think Catawba Ridge is just such a, a well-coached team. They run the ball well. They play solid defense. They're not going to turn it over a ton. Like, if you make some mistakes, like last week we saw Greenville a couple times going forward on fourth down, did not convert, um, had a couple mistakes there. If they do that again, I like the Copperheads to, to, to win this game. Um, you know, that South Point team that, that Greenville beat by four last week, Tallbridge handled pretty easily in the regular season. Um, it's going to be a fun game. Um, you know, I like the thickest guy in Jones for Tallbridge, what they're doing there. They're playing great ball on their side. Greenville, obviously, Drummond and Bennett and Brown. Um, I would feel better if we had Pepper or Sherman back running the ball for Greenville. That's a big That's a concern point. there. Uh, big concern there for me with that one. I mean, you don't forget this Catawba Ridge team, their one loss to the Northwestern, and that was a game they led 17 to nothing. They could have easily won that football game. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to take the Copperheads to win this one close. Sneaky upset here, um, if you can call a game in round three an upset. I'm going to go Catawba Ridge, close one. But that, that that's going to be a phenomenal 4A ball game. Dad, do we know if... Are we sure Pepper and Sean? I'm not sure. I've not seen a report either way. Um, I don't think they're back. But I I don't know that for a fact. It, it did look. We were looking last Friday. I didn't. We didn't even see Pepper dressed. Yeah. Um, so that's that's not a good sign. If he's not dressed last week, mm-hmm. you, you think it's a long shot for him to yeah. to be able to play uh, this Friday too. But fingers crossed. Uh, love to see those guys as close to full you know full yeah. power as you can get. I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, this, either way. you know, this Catawba Bridge team, they've been kind of thriving in an under, underdog role all year long. You know, yeah. we talked to Coach Lindak oh. in an interview. We said, hey, Coach, you know, going into the year, you guys lost some guys to graduation, had some guys transfer out. You weren't really on anybody's radar. Did y'all use that as motivation? He said, hell yeah, we did. <laughs> I mean, and they've been doing it all year. I mean, this is a team that's 10-1, uh, and one, I guess. Yeah, now 10-1 t- and one now, or 11-1 maybe, actually, after two playoff games. Yeah, 11-1. Yeah, and, and, you know, they didn't get in the top five of the polls for half the year. <laughs> I mean, this is a really good football team. They're thriving this kind of underdog role. They'll have it again this week on the road at Greenville. I I, I think the Copper is in the close one, but it should be a phenomenal ball game here. Yeah, it should be great. And whichever team wins, uh, boy, they got a lot of momentum. Yes. Because if, you, if you're a Catawba Ridge and you knock off Greenville, that is big-time marquee. Yep. And same for Greenville. If they beat a, a hot Catawba Ridge team, and they beat two teams out of York County, uh, back to back weeks would be really big at uh, South Point Catawba Ridge. Yeah. That'd be great. On the lower side of that bracket will be Westside and Northwestern. A Westside team that has just been lighting up the scoreboard yes. all season long. And they played some close games. Yep. They, they had a close one in the first round, a 10-point win over Midland Valley. And then last week, a very exciting game with Indian Land winning that game 39-35. Score with, I think, three seconds left <laughs> to win that ball game, or run by Puckett. Uh, Westside, we know how good that offense is. Mm-hmm. They move the ball very well. Quarterback play is very strong. The thing that just worries me about the Rams is the defense. Yeah. Um, we saw them play Greenville, and it was just uh, – it, it lacks some intensity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you, you compare it, it's almost like the opposite of that Saluda defense. Yeah. You know, that Saluda defense is super aggressive. West side defense, need more. Need more yeah. out of them. And what scares me in this matchup is the physicality that they're going to see – from the Northwestern Trojans. We got, you know, um, Thurber Richard yep. on that side of the ball, uh, a, a big body, uh, and, and they, they're they just a big team. Yeah. They play big. They, you know, that I think that's going to be a problem for Westside. Uh, 
I think they're well matched up. I think they got the talent to win this ball game. I just don't think they do. I think Northwestern's gonna grind them down a little bit. Yeah. I think the physicality of the Trojans is gonna be the the difference in this ball game. Yeah, Northwest is playing great football. You know, a fifteen nothing win over Greenwood last week. Very impressive. You know, I thought they would score a lot. I didn't even shut out Greenwood, no. but they did play great. You know, Finley Polk, I think threw five touchdowns. I think I say I've said it for a while now. If he doesn't turn the ball over, the young quarterback, if he holds on to it, makes smart decisions, they're going to be very, very tough to beat. You know, Richard is going to get his 150-plus on the ground. Elijah Caldwell out wide is going to have a big game if he doesn't, if something stupid doesn't happen. And the defense is playing well for them, too. Um, they've got guys at every level playing great football there for Coach Walford. West side, you know, I love Coach Early. He's, you know, he's a great offensive coach. The defense has been kind of the struggle all year, like you said, John. And I don't think it gets any better this week. Uh, West side will need to score – probably 45 to win this game, which they certainly can do it. But I think the Trojans defense is a little too tough. I like Northwestern to win this game, move on to the upper state finals. I could see this being a, a 10 to 14 point ball game. Mm-hmm. I think Northwestern, their offense does have to be good. Yep. But they do turn the ball over. And they, they give uh, Westside more more chances with the ball than you know the script is written. Yep. That that could be a problem because Westside – uh, they are going to put up some points. Yep. Um, you don't want to give them the ball any more than than what is uh you know sched- on schedule. You don't want to give them any extra possessions there. But I think Northwestern takes care of business. This is a new quarterback for for the Trojans, but this team is got a lot of experience. Yes. Around him, um, and that's going to very much. I think that's going to be very beneficial for them in this game too. Yeah, a couple comments. Jeffrey says Buford loses. They are slow. We'll get it out in here in a minute in 3A. <laughs> Justin says James Island. So they'll prove they're the best units in the state Friday. Yeah. Cody says people are sleeping on what Northwestern. Um, he says he says state will be Northwestern or South Florence, AC Flora. John says uh, Fort Dorchester over Carolina Forest. Uh, Jeffrey says don't, don't know if Carolina Forest is playing good ball. Don't think they win, but have, they have the tension for sure. Uh, Dion says Louisville's here to stay. Crusher's Louisville game of the year. Yeah, if you missed that, uh, Dion, check it out at the beginning of the show. We broke down that one of our games of the week. Go tune in for that uh, at the beginning of the show once we get done here. Justin says James Allen will show him. Jeffrey says still have nightmares from Irmo in 1980. Yeah, Irmo used to be a tough squad, man. Uh, and, and, yeah, they're getting back there. Uh, Coach Brand's doing a great job with that program. Uh, John makes more predictions. Has Somerville over, Somerville over Sumter. Michael says best of luck to South Lawrence Coach Drew Marlowe and Coach Sean Armstrong. Both Sumter guys, great guys. Yeah, love Coach Marlowe. He's been super nice to us. We'll talk to him. He's been, a, he's been a great guy to interview and have on for sure. Zach says he'll take James Allen as an upset. I love it. Okay. Robert says what's up, gentlemen. Robert, good to have you on, man. Appreciate you uh, putting this in that Barmo video. That was yeah, great to have. Yeah, that's so, really cool. Uh, really cool. Congrats, uh, thanks for that. Congrats to the Warhorses on a big win. Uh, should be a fun game again this weekend. Um, John Chris North Northwestern Greenville about to win. Chris, what's up? Chris, good to have you on, buddy. Appreciate you. Burns Gaffney a huge one again. Cody says final five A final four. Gaffney Dutch Fort Fort D Sumter four A final four. Greenville Northwestern Flora South Florence. John picks Daniel and uh, and I'm sorry he picks Powdersville. Says who do we have? Burns Gaffney. Um, we both worked that one down in our games of the week. Go back to the beginning of the show. We're both leading Gaffney in a close one at home. Should be a great matchup there. Um, um, uh, should be a good one. Terrence or Trent says, who do y'all have in Daniel Powdersville? Also one of our games of the week. We just broke that one down. When we get done the show, go back to the beginning. You can check it out. Um, go, go listen to that one. We both lean Dil- uh, Daniel in a close one, but should be a fun ball game there. Um, and honestly, could go either way, we feel like. Uh, George says, what about Barnwell? We'll get to the two-way here in a second. We'll get caught up with that. Uh, Donald says he likes Patrick and Daniel Strong. Yes, they certainly are. Terrell says, what about Woodland Oceanside? Um, 
We're leaning Oceanside. We'll get to 2A here in a minute. We'll break that one down. But we both like the Land Sharks there. Uh, Robert says Barnwell Punchers. Jordy says Johnsonville Lamar. Jordy, good to have you here, buddy. Um, that is uh, one, almost one of our games. It's a huge 1A ball game there. Um, two 1A powers, traditional school of Johnsonville Lamar. I'm going to go Johnsonville on a close. We'll break that down here in more in a minute in 1A. But, John, let's take a look here at 3A, and then we'll kind of slowly work our way down to 2A and 1A. But let's take a look at the 3A bracket before I keep reading comments all night long. <laughs> <laughs> so on the lower state side of the bracket, we've got a rematch of last year's, I believe last year's lower state yes. championship game. Yep. It will be Dillon against Camden. Um, really good ball game last year. It was 13-7, 13-6 mm -hmm. ball game. Yep. Camden won that game. Uh, Camden in that one. Uh, this game... I think it's going to go Dylan's way. Dylan has been excellent all season long, running the ball extremely yep. well, playing great defense. And the story for the, the Nasty Cats this year has been when they come out for the second half, boy, strap in because they come out for blood. Yep. They have been incredible in second half of all games this year. I think they roll in this one. Yep. I, I, the Camden defense is good enough to keep this ball game competitive. Yep. But I can see Dylan having control of this ball game from start to finish. Yeah, you know, and a, a key thing here too, Camden quarterback Grayson White went out early last week, came back in late to let it led them to a touchdown drive to win the game, but not sure his health status still. He may not be hundred percent in this one. Um obviously Dylan wants to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Tom Martin, McCollum, even Oxnard quarterback they want to run it right off the gut behind Thompson. Camden's got that D line, McLeod and Jones. Yeah. They can stuff it there. We'll see how that goes. But I like the Dylan defense to hold Camden down a little bit. I think if Dylan can score 24 or 28 points, they win this game. I think the Wildcats win, but this is always a heavyweight matchup. Um, you know, on the road uh, to uh, – it's that Camden, correct? It, yes, it should be at Camden the way the, the bracket has worked out. Yes, this game is at Camden. Chance. Always tough to play at Zimp, um, but I still like Dylan here in a close one, uh, which should be a phenomenal ball game between two 3A powers in lower state football. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, certainly, and I was a little bit worried about Dylan. I, mm -hmm. I thought they would uh, have a little bit bigger of a margin of victory against Brooklyn Casey last week. I think Camden is certainly a little bit better yep. than BC, but I think Dylan still, I like the Wildcats in this one. Yep. On the lower side of the bracket, we'll have Buford will be hosting Gilbert. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um I thought Crestle was going to be able to pull the upset last they year. They had a nearly, heck of a chance. Nearly did it. Uh, a game that was high scoring. I think it was going to be high scoring, 45-42. Uh, Gilbert did a really, really good job against a, a main team that had been playing pretty yeah. hot. Beat those guys 42-14. Boy, I, I'm taking Buford because it's at home. Yeah. And they have been playing good defense. Outside of last week, they have been playing good defense. Uh, Crestwood's a really, really good ball team. Uh, I like Buford because they're at home. I'm hesitant to say they're the better team, but I, I like that they get to play this game at home. And, and I'm also keeping in my mind, this is a team that won 4A lower state last yes. year. Yes, yes it is. And they're in 3A this year. I, I think that's got a, a lot to be said for. I like Buford in a close ball game, but I, I can be talked out of it. Yeah, we talked about that pretty easy. Yeah, you know, Casey Fields is a stud at running backs. He's playing great ball for those guys for Coach Library once they moved him to that spot. He's he's been killing it. Um, but then Gilbert just rolled him. I mean, talk about team wants to run the ball. Elias Graham Woodbury, Jay Allen Hendricks, that's all they want to do. Coach Leapart. I think if he wins this week, I think he will either tie or set the record for Gilbert career wins. So okay. big game there for the Indians. Um I like the Gilbert running attack. I think they win this game, you know. 
In the playoffs, when he gets cold, we always say <laughs> defense travels and run game travels. Gilbert's got a heck of a run game. I'm going with the Indians on the road to win this one. I like that. I like that. And it should be great football weather this week. It mm-hmm. should be low. No rain. We're now praying the lower for state it. may be close to the 60s. It yeah. should be should be perfect, perfect fall football weather. We go on the upper state side of the bracket. One of our games of the week we talked about earlier. Yep. Powersville Daniel at the top side of that bracket. Check it out at the beginning of the show when we get done here. It'll be at the beginning. Go go check that out. Winner of that game will play for the upper state championship against the winner of Chapman and Clinton. Another rematch yep. from this year. Clinton got the better end of that one. Red Devils are strong. Boy, they are strong. Yeah. They're playing very good football. Uh, a game that I thought was going to be a really, really good game last week. It was BHP had their, their moments, mm-hmm. but Clinton – uh, controlled that game really in the second half, 128-13. Chapman's been playing good football. I did not think they were going to blow out Seneca like didn't they did. Either. I didn't either. I, I thought Seneca <clears throat> was going to win the game, actually. Yep. So I was very impressed with that. But Clinton knows what it's like to beat these guys already yep. this year. Yep. I think they do it again Friday. Yeah, I saw we had Trent and Jamie asking about this. I appreciate you guys hopping in with that one. Um, you know, Clinton won this game 49-19. It wasn't even close. Um, you know, obviously this is kind of weird because last year they were in the same region. Chapman beat them on a controversial play late in the game. Took the region from Clinton. They kind of feel like they're at the Red Devils do. This year's a revenge game for Clinton. They come back and win it. And now is it is it revenge for Chapman now? Does it flip again? I don't know. Um, you know, this Clinton team held BHP to 13. A team that was averaging 42 points a game. Yeah, It's a heck of a performance there. Obviously, we know what they do with Copeland and Robinson and James on offense. You know, Chapman and Coach Cabinets, you know, we haven't talked much about those guys, but they've been playing great football. You know, they really – Started running the ball more with Matthias Scott uh, the last few weeks. He's really gotten like he had a 200-plus yard game. Maybe it was 250-plus even last week. Had a huge game for those guys on the ground. But honestly, John, I feel like that quad they came out of there wasn't that strong. You know, they beat a Seneca team in round two, beat Emerald round one. Neither one of those wins, like, really impressed me that much. I mean, they're they're fine wins, but not great wins. I like Clinton to win this one. I actually they might roll, John. Uh, I love what the Red Devils are doing, man. That team is tough. They're fast. They're physical. I think they're playing great, great football right now. I could see, I'm hoping, 10 to 14 point game. Mm-hmm. But I I certainly don't see Chapman rolling. Clinton, I could see Clinton running it up a little bit on Chapman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let me get this, uh, some more comments read, and we'll kind of move on to uh, two way, John. Now we got a couple more I need to check out here. Let's see what we got. We've got comments from just about everybody, I feel like. Uh, That's right. I love it. Let's see. Trent says, Clinton, who got you? We just talked about that ball game there. Um, looking back to other stuff in 2A, Robert says, Woodland could control that game and win. Michelle says, Warhorse Nation. Michelle, appreciate you hopping in. Uh, always glad to talk to you. Robert says, Oceanside knows they're soft in the middle. Uh, Zach says, you ever hear any more about having it in BC and Dylan? Yeah, just a, a lot of pushing and shoving. Um, you know, we don't have any details, details. We know some coaches had to be restrained. They did play the full game out. The clocks did, you know, did hit zero. Um, but just a, a, a lot of... Um, Pushing and shoving and almost fights him, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you get in between the white walls, you got a, a playoff game. and High intensity, man. Know, it happens sometimes. We, we know these teams are, are both sides are very confident, very, um, they're physical teams that they believe in what they do. They got a, they got a little bit of a chip on the shoulder kind yep. of edge to them. So you're going to have, you're going to have some. Some flares every every now and then in the game, and that's okay. Yeah, that's Nick, okay. Nikki says, go Big Dylan. Uh, Robert says, 
Oceanside's announcer sounds like Batman on their life. We'd have to check that out. <laughs> Donald says he's taking Clinton over Chapman. I agree with you there. Zach said, should have seen our guys' faces when they heard we got Chapman again. Had an evil grin on their face. Yeah, I like said, you know, they already beat them handily once, and they do it again this week. Greg says, go Big Red. Uh, Zach says, Big Red Machine is rolling. Um, John said, he's got a top 10 rank. He's got number one Dutch Fork, I believe is how I'm reading that there, John. Let's take a look now at 2A in some fantastic matchups. I know we've gotten asked about Oceanside and uh, Woodland. We'll get there in a minute, but let's look at some 2A matchups. Yes, so the winner of that game is actually going to take on the game we've not talked about yet. Andrew Jackson hosting Barnwell. This game I'm really excited about. I've, I've been high yep. on Andrew Jackson all season long. Barnwell, we see what they do every single week. Uh, they are an absolute juggernaut. Yep. Andrew Jackson's been awesome. They, they, they've been very, very good. Kind of flown under the state's radar a little bit, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be an incredible ball game. I think could be a little bit low scoring. I think the defenses are going to be pretty aggressive in this in this game up in Kershaw. Barnwell's a better team. Yeah. Barnwell's got a little more talent. I think that takes over at some point. You know, maybe a big play by Tyler Smith. Mm-hmm. I, I'd see that that being the difference maker. Andrew Jackson plays a great team game. They're, they're, they're solid all around. I think it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be tough to win on the road over there, but I think they do it by, by a little bit. You know, the Volunteers started off 0-2 and have won 10 in a row. Now, those losses lost to Fairfield Central week zero. Kind of a weird one. They kind of got blown out by the Griffins. They lost to Crestwood by three. I think it may have been an overtime game there, actually. A very tight ball game. You know, they got a running back, Trey Thompson, averaging about 190 a game. That's 35 touchdowns on the year. Trey Thompson doing a great job running the ball. But you mentioned Barnwell, man. Um, I've been high on those guys all year, even in the preseason. I, I, you know, I love the quarterback. the young kid, Cam Austin. Huge fan of Tyler Smith. Huge fan of Clay Pender, uh, you know, Maurice Odom. Uh, they've got so many so many players there. Um, you know, we, we keep saying, we talk about Tyler Smith, Mr. Football Finalist. I mean, he's, he's awesome. Has 200-plus yard games, 300-plus yard games. I keep thinking that one week there's going to be a big Clay Pender game. Maybe he has three touchdown catches, has a big kickoff return for a touchdown, whatever it is. Maybe it's this week. I don't know. But I like the War Horses in this one. Um, also, I, I, I expect to see maybe a little bit more – Smith and Pender on defense for Barnwell 2 in this game. Love to see uh, Trey Thompson, Tyler Smith meeting in the hole. That'd be fun to watch, oh, yeah. um, oh, to yeah. see that going. But I uh, love what Coach Garrick's doing. I think the War Horses win again uh, this week on the road. But tough place to play. Very tough place to play, but I like the War Horses. Yeah, I, and I hope we see a really close game, and I, I'd love to see a, a bit of a defensive battle, maybe a 20-14 you know, to 14 kind of ball game here in this one. Should be a, a really fun one there um, between the War Horses and the Volunteers. And then down in the low country, we'll see Oceanside hosting Woodland. Hope all you guys are still in here. Ask my dad. I hope y'all yeah. are still tuning in. <laughs> uh, Woodland's had an incredible season. They beat a pretty hot Sherall team that busted on the scene late um, last week, 48-7. Woodland, they, they played great. They got a great offensive line. Yep. And, you know, pushing people around. Oceanside has just been, we talk about 5A Dutch Forks a little bit on a different level. And 4A at South Lawrence, a little bit on a different level. And 2A, it is an absolute another year mm-hmm. that Oceanside has been on. Woolen is a terrific team. Terrific. I don't know if they keep this game within 10. You know, Woodland quarterback's Darian Harrison, one of the best athletes in the state, getting offers from everybody. Like he's got an offer from Oklahoma a couple weeks ago, Virginia. Um, really good player, really good athlete, quarterback, and throw it and run it. Um, Obviously, about Cam Pringle, Cam Pringle, the big lineman for next year's class up front for those guys. 
Um, Aaron Pulliam on defense, you know, Jones and, and those guys and Simmons on offense for those guys. I like what Woodland does a lot. You know, we saw, I saw that firsthand against Barnwell. They kind of imposed their will for a little bit there up front. They really did. Um, on the ocean side, side, uh, lineman Monroe Freeling, big guy for this year's class. Uh, you know, Edward, Edward Rodenbach playing great at quarterback. Jace Kraftick at wide. Hagedon playing great. It's very interesting to see, you know, if we see both these teams play those two offensive linemen on the D-line a little bit. You know, we saw Cam Pringle play some for Woodland against Barnwell. I've seen Free, Freeling play some against Gray and other teams on, up front for Oceanside. Love to see those guys going head-to-head. Freeling and Pringle on the, on the offensive line, seeing them kind of trying to block each other. could be really fun there. Um, but here's why I'm going Oceanside. Um, a, guy, a guy by the name of Vaughn Blue, he's back. Hadn't played since, I think, September. He's back this week. Uh, they've been rolling without him. Vaughn Blue, one of the best backs in the state of Charlotte commit. Really good player. Um, I think he's too much. I think Oceanside, a little too much speed. I think Freeling, that D-line, is going to take that personally. You know, Tammy Castine up front is a big-time player for them. I like Oceanside to win this game. I think he might be right. He might be 10 to 14 points. Yeah, if, if Woodland plays well. Yeah. If they play well. Keep in mind, Oceanside played a really good Wade Hampton team last week. Yeah. 71 to 27. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very good Wade Hampton team. That that Oceanside team is scary. Yeah. So it's a Wade Hampton team, I think, that uh, Woodland beat by seven or eight earlier in the year. So, yeah, I like Oceanside in this one. On the upper state side of the bracket, Abbeville will be playing Fairfield Central, a Fairfield Central team that has been playing really good football all year. They have. Um, and they've been pretty hot. A game that we talked about last week going, boy, this is a coin flip. It could go either way. They defeated Silver Bluff 22-8 to last week. Very impressive win, I think, for that uh, for that team. Silver Bluff been playing really good football second half of the season. I think this is going to be an awesome ball game. I, yeah. I love what the Griffins have been doing lately, but Abbeville is got they're got to be as healthy as they've been all year. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, Antonio Wright was in in here earlier. Tony Harrison. Yep. Yeah. Um, great to see him back on the football field. Uh, good playmaker for those guys. I love Abbeville. I love that they are so deep. They they've got if one guy's out, another guy steps up. You know they they've got a lot of depth and play good football. Uh, and they can do it all. They can yeah. run the ball. They can throw the ball. They play pretty good defense. I, I really like Abbeville on this one. I think they're slightly the better team. I think they win this game. Uh, nothing against Fairfield Central. I think they I think they make this a pretty good ball game. I think Abbeville's just a little bit better. Yeah, Fairfield Central, is, uh, they're still a younger team. The quarterback's a freshman, Cam McMillan. It's had a great year for them. Um, they've got some playmakers besides him, though, that are, are really tough um, in the return game, also out wide. But I think they might be a little too young. We'll see. Um, but but it should be a fun matchup. You know, Abbeville, like you mentioned, Harrison's back now, one of the premier backs in the state, back, healthy playing. Patterson running the ball is a, is a load to bring down. You know, Javario Tench could be a playmaker in the return game as well. He's played great all year. Zay Rayford missed some time earlier in the year. He's back now, fully healthy. He's a he's a dynamic player at that quarterback spot for them. Abbeville, um, you know, at home, especially Height Stadium is no joke. Um, should be a great matchup in the Griffins and the Panthers. I think the Griffins may be a year or two away from, from really being a state title contender. Um, I like what Abbeville's doing. Um, it should be a fun game. I do think it could be uh, it could be pretty close. Um, you know, another guy like on defense, Ty Cade's a great player for them. I'm trying to think of names I just had thought of. But, yeah, Ty Cade's a great player. Lots of great out, out options for, for Abbeville. I think they win this game, but it should be a, a close one, I think, at high stage. Yeah, it should be a very competitive ball game. Uh, Fairfield Central's not going to give them anything, that's for sure. No doubt. And then we talked about one of our games of the week on mm-hmm. the the other side of that bracket, a rematch of 
one of the best games, best game I've been to all year. The yep. Sean Thurman salute game this time over in Johnston, uh, over at Sean Thurman Stadium. So that will be a great game as well uh, for 2A. Yep, a couple comments here. Uh, Mario says, Dylan has not, not lost a home playoff game since 2011. If they win against Camden, they should be back inside the white walls to play either Beaufort or Gilbert. So that will be a big right. big win at that right. home game there. Uh, Robert says, sounds like Christian Bale, Batman. Michelle says, consistency for the War Horses. That's right. Um, some more predictions from John. Says, Dutch Fort Gaffney burns South Lawrence one through four. Uh, maybe this is power rankings. I don't know. George Highsmith says, Mr. Football is from Barnwell. Hey, Tyler Smith's a heck of a player, man. He, he could certainly win it. I would not be upset about that at all. Greg says his guy Harrison with the wood is a man. Yes, he is a he is a really good player there for Crestwood. Um, uh, he's a, he's a big time player there. So you talk about somebody else. I'm not sure. Um, I think I got you there. Sean says Barnwell needs to cut way back on their penalties. You know, um, sometimes that happens. Uh, you know, especially a game like on a Saturday where it's kind of a weird setup. You get some some weird stuff happening. But I think I think they're in a good spot. Robert says four, eight, nine, fourteen, and one can move the ball. Michelle says War Horses are consistent and humble. They certainly are. Robert says Willie can do it. He thinks they can win. Um, so we heard that in two, a few years ago about Oceanside. We shall see. Uh, Drill says condolences to the Willie community. Exactly right. Yeah, the the violence at, U, at UVA just unreal yesterday. And prayers to that Willie family for sure. Ryan says Oceanside by a lot. Drill says Abbeville hasn't played anybody in the playoffs. Griffin's upset. Uh, Greg says yes sir, Abbeville. Robert says Abbeville is a real boogeyman, boogeyman in the closet. Greg says Abbeville by 21. Robert says Abbeville best team in the state. Greg says Tycade hits hard. Yes, he certainly does. Um, should be a should be a fun ball game in all the two A matchups, really. Yeah, there, John. and and Abbeville, I mean, you can say they didn't play anybody in the playoffs, but boy, they gave Powersville all they yeah. wanted. Yeah, played West Side tight with the some injuries too as well. They, yeah, they were down a cylinder in those games. Uh, their full power Friday. It, that's going to be that's going to be everything Fairfield Central wants and more. Yep, Michael said you guys breaking the skeezy games tonight. You'll have a quick overview of those two once we get through one A um, as well. But John, let's look at the one A matchups um, for round three of the playoffs. In Lower State, we'll have Lamar going to Johnsonville. Super good game here. Lamar has turned it on lately. A really good win against a, a yep. very strong Baptist Hill team last week, sixteen to twelve. And then Johnsonville knocking off Big Bamberg, fourteen to seven. And a game that was a tremendous ball game. Yeah. Great defensive battle. I was a little impressed. I, I think I picked Bamberg in okay. that game. I was impressed. Flashes. They put their money up. Put their mouth up. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yep. 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 Big win there for those guys. I want to go with Johnsonville at home. I, I like what the Flashes have done. They've been good all year. Yep. I was just worried about who they played and the fact that they, they put it on. Not put it on, but... Beat Bamberg last week uh, speaks volumes to me. Defense playing super, super well. I think this is going to be a really close ball game, a really good ball game. Could be another very low scoring game here. Um, one or two big plays could do it for, mm-hmm. for either side. I like shots a little, a little bit at home. Yeah, I hope Jordy Rhodes is still in here. I know you asked about this game earlier. I hope you're in here. It's still Jordy. Um, you know, Johnsonville, Daquan Burroughs, I mean, an all star running back, is just a great player for Coach Cribb's squad there. You know, Malik Shippey is a really good quarterback, knows what he's doing that offense there, but Burroughs is the playmaker for me. You know, looking on the Lamar side, I've been high on those guys all year. They lost a couple games early, um, lost to Andrew Jackson, lost to Legion Collegiate, and Dylan. I mean, no shame in either, any of those losses there, really. McManus kid's a stud. But I'll tell you what, in that win last week over Baptist Hill, the offense wasn't great. You know, one of those no. touchdowns was a defensive touchdown to win that ball game. Um, Lamar has been solid all year, playing great football. 
But I'm going to go Johnson. I think they stay undefeated. I love Daquan Burroughs. Um, a little too much firepower on offense. I'm thinking maybe like 20 to 14, 17 to 10. I'm thinking a low-scoring football game here in the PD. Great action there at Johnsonville. But I like Coach Cribb's uh, flashes to keep rolling. Yeah, I agree. I think if someone scores 20, that, that could be enough in this one. I agree. I agree. Winner of this game will get the winner of Estill hosting Cross. Okay. This is a game that I am – I don't know where to go with this one either. I picked mm-hmm. Lakeview to beat Cross last week. Cross, impressive. Wins that game 21-8. to Yep. Estill, another defensive battle. Uh, the lower set played all kind of defense last week. Yes. Estill knocked off Carter's Bay 12-6 in that game. Uh, they had the, the reverse kind of game in round one, yep. beating Hannah Pamplico. Um, typical Hannah Pamplico game, 60-56 to in that yeah. ball game. Still an impressive win. I'm riding with Estill. You yeah. know, they have come onto the scene, a team that was or at least not on my radar early mm-hmm. in the year, and then they just kept winning and kept winning and kept winning. Um, they knocked off. I say knocked off. They blew out Bamberg yep. in the regular season. That's kind of That put them on the map for me after they did that. Uh, another game where – I picked the losing team there. I'm going to go with Estill. I, I, I think they keep it rolling. They're at home. Even though Cross surprised me last week mm-hmm. um, against Lakeview. They're a very, very good team themselves. Would not be surprised whichever way this game goes. I think it could be another low-scoring game. But I like Estill at home. Yeah, you know, I said on the recap show with Jarrell that Estill's won both ways. So that round one, they won a shootout yeah. against Santa Pamplico. Won a defensive struggle last week against Carver's Bay, 12-6. I'm a big fan of this cross team. You heard me say last week. Yeah. Cross, obviously they're a one seed, but they were kind of like my sleeper. I thought they were kind of under the radar. Um, yeah. You know, what, one thing I did notice in 1A, all seven one seeds are still still around. There's only seven. I think there's a seven, because seven conferences or seven regions. All seven are still in the playoffs. I love Carmelo Montgomery. I love Santori Jones. I think Cross keeps running. I think they win again this week. Um, I think the Trojans get it done. All right, I I I I like we got another week where and I, I picked a ton of buy games last week. Same, but uh, I, yeah, I like we're going different ways on these, and it, I think that's great because it certainly could. Yep. It certainly certainly could. On the upper state side of the bracket, this is one of the games of the week we talked about: Christchurch, Louisville. Yep. Um, go back to that. We break that one down. Um, I'm leaning Christchurch in that ball game. You're leaning Louisville. Mm-hmm. Another. Could be a great game. Yeah, should be a great game. Uh, we'll see which way that one goes, and then winner of that game will get the winner of St. Joseph's and Wagner Sally. Yep, um, Wagner Sally playing good football. They uh, beat Ware Shoals in the first round, then they had a tight game, knocked off C.A. Johnson twenty six to twenty last week. They've had a great run. I'm going St. Joe's though. They knocked off Southside last yeah. week in an uh, absolute. Uh, legendary game, winning that game 29 to 28. Huge, huge win for St. Joe's. Uh, avenged a uh, regular season loss mm-hmm. to Southside. I think they keep it rolling this week. I think they get the W to head to the Upper State Championship next week. You know, there was a while this year we thought St. Joe's was the best team in 1A. Yeah. They were, they were number yeah. one for a long time and got beat pretty handily by Southside Christian, got beat handily again by Christchurch. They avenged that one loss last week. You know, Walker Woods, a stud at quarterback, playing really good football for those guys, um, for Coach um, for coach there for St. Joe's. I think they win again. I think they're just a better football team. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, I think uh, I, I like what they're doing there. And they're hot. Yep. They're hot, too. Um, I, I think they I think they take it as well. Now, I'm not sure they can beat the winner. Yeah. 
on the other side of the bracket, whoever comes out on top in that game. But you know what? I didn't think they were going to beat Southside Christian last week either. Very true. Very true. Um, you also take a quick look at some more comments here. Um, I saw a few more rollings. We were going through 1A. Let's see. Uh, George says, a 2A football the best in the state? It might be the deepest. Um, you know, there are so many teams in there that we thought could win it or had a good chance to make a run going to the yeah. playoffs. 2A is very deep. Um, and you look so. at what they've done outside. Oceanside has been very competitive. Um, nearly knocked off South Lawrence, mm -hmm. who I think is, you could argue, could be the best in the state. Yep. Uh, you saw um, Abbeville nearly yep. knock off Powdersville early in the year. Uh, you know, arguably the best team in 3A. Yep. You know, 2A certainly has been getting it done this year. And Dylan, you know, they're as good as anybody. Yep. Saluto knocked off Gilbert. You know, Gray, who's out now, knocked off Camden. Yeah. Um, a lot of big wins beat, out of 2A. Beat Camden up. Yep. A lot of big wins out of 2A. Um, Nathan says Daniel's only scored under 34 times in the last 61 games. So, expecting a, a shootout here uh, Friday night, John. Let's take a quick look at the skis of state champions this week as well. Um, let's start with uh, 4A. Hammond taking on Porter, or sorry, Hammond taking on Trinity Khalid. Or, Jesus. Hammond taking off Lawrence Manning. Holy cow. They beat the Swamp Cats 37 to 6 in the regular season. You know, this is a Hammond team that has just rolled once they've gotten a skis of play. You know, that they took Gaffney to the brink uh, earlier did. in the year in, in a high school league matchup. Lawrence Manning playing good ball, beat Trinity by a point last week. Brandon King is a really good player, a coastal commit for those guys. I think the Skyhawks are too powerful to have too much. What do you think about this game? I think Lawrence Manning will be better in this game than the first time around. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they've they played some bigger competition themselves. Yep. They've done very well and been yep. very impressive. They've had a very good season. But I agree with you. I think Hammond is, Hammond is pretty elite. Mm -hmm. I think they're in this ball game. I agree. Looking at 3A, we broke down that one earlier. PD Academy Partners, Cruiser Race State title. That's in our games of the week. Go check that one out if you missed that one. Looking at 2A, John, Williamsburg defeated Bethesda 30 nothing last week. Colin and Prep got some Marines. They beat Buford 23-20. to So we got the Stallions and the Warhawks battling this week. Williamsburg's kind of in the favorite all year at 2A. Can they be upset, or do they continue to roll? I'm going to go Carlton here okay. in a little bit of an upset because I thought Buford was going to beat them last yep. week. Yep. I thought... Buford was much better than they were mm -hmm. in that game. They surprised me last Friday getting that win. And I, that momentum and that confidence they've yeah. gotten from that, I think they're primed to, to pull off a little bit of an upset um, in this one. I, I'm going to go Colin. Yeah, this should be a, a great ball game. You know, looking at the at the Colin Prep side, Cole Davis, the quarterback, is also leading a rush, a really good player there for them. Um, you know, Hayden Williams, Caden Crosby out wide. They've got some really good weapons. But I think Williamsburg is just too much. I mean, you know, Conrad Balder and those guys there have been playing great ball all year. They beat PD, gave PD their one loss, who's in 3A there. They're playing great football as well, of course. Um, I think the Stallions continue to win. Coach Don Shelley going for his 10th state title at three different schools uh, total. That's so incredible. he's doing a great job there for Williamsburg. I think they win again. Uh, another guy like is Camden Moore there for Williamsburg. But it should be a fun ball game. I think Williamsburg wins that one. Looking at 1A. We got Lee Academy, who blanked St. John's Christian 20 nothing last week, taking on Thomas Hayward, who beat Calhoun 43-22. to Thomas Hayward, I think the two-time state champs in a row. Um, the Lee Academy has been tough. This is a game we did not see during the regular season. Does Thomas Hayward continue to roll, or does Lee Academy get a win this year in 1A? I got to roll with Thomas Hayward. I kind of feel like I do about then, like I do Daniel, mm -hmm. until someone proves proves otherwise. Yep. Got to roll with the, the Kings until they get knocked off. 
Yeah, um, you know, Lee Academy coach Rankin's done a great job for those guys. But I love the Shuford kid, the court of Thomas Hayward. Really good player, dynamic athlete, can run it, can throw it. I think they win this game, uh, but should be fun there. And looking at some eight-man, John, uh, Holly Hill Academy been the favorite all year long. They beat Richard Wentz 32-14 last week. W.W. King beat Faith Christian 22-18 last week. In the regular season, Holly Hill won this game 62-18. <laughs> does W.W. King have anything for the Raiders, or does Holly Hill just roll again this weekend in eight-man football? I think Holly Hill rolls. I, do too. I think they roll. And you score 72 that deep into the playoffs. That is, you got something going that's on. That's bad yeah. news written all over it right there. Yeah, they're playing good football. I think Holly Hill wins again in eight-man, but it should be um, a lot of fun in the skeezer ranks this week. Uh, their, their state title game is a couple on Friday. The rest on Saturday should be should be a lot of fun there, John. But let's take a look now at uh, – actually, we'll get a couple comments here right quick. Um, John says he thinks Burns going to kill Gaffney. Cool. Either 49, 20, or 38, 20. That would be a surprise if it gets out of hand. We'll see about that. I would that. be very um, surprised. Let's look at our pick 'em contest, Johnny. Our playoff pick brought to you by Hand Engineering. Been a lot of fun. Uh, these playoff games have been very tough for us. Hey, We've had a hard luck. time. But I tell you who is not, and that is Chris G. Had 11 <laughs> last week, comes <laughs> back with incredible. 10 this week. A four way tie for first. Dale B., David B., Chris G., Will K. all had 10 huge games there uh, by those guys doing a great job picking those. Tie for fifth, we had Andrew, Ahmad, Corey, all at nine. Tie for eighth, Richard, 228, Coach T and JJ, all at eight. And we had 13 tied with seven. Drell had nine to lead Very the impressive. host here. I had seven, you had five. A tough week for us. Um, but hats off those guys who got ten. I mean, we feel like at this point, every game can go either way. Crazy to see. Have somebody get ten and 11 back-to-back -back weeks. So. That puts Chris in our overall lead there with 21, a three-game lead <laughs> on David B. and Will K. at 18, Dale B. at 17, Corey and Joshua at 16, Tony and Coach T. at 16, Lance, MB42, Zach, and Mark all at 15, Jarrell at 16, I'm at 14, you're at 11, John. This playoff pick has been tough, man, uh, but Chris G. off to an early lead. We'll see if someone can. we got three weeks left. Someone could catch him still, but he is uh, he is looking really good right now for our playoff Pick them winner, John. Um, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to our friends again before we go to a little wrap-up and, and get out of here for the week. Sounds good. Awesome. Our preview show from the Security Manager Federal Credit Union offer much lower loan rates than what these other banks do. Whatever your personal journey, they're offer your smart solutions. SecuritySU.com, SecuritySU.com. Linda Megan, through our life member, NCUA. The George AC Service Telephone over 40 years insurance-wise. Whether you're a small business owner or a seasonal employee, whatever it is, check them out. They can do group insurance or single insurance. Bradley, Wayne Richard, thecrewgeorgeacy.net. Do a great job. The other one is here. Don't miss it. Get involved it ends, now. It ends for me tomorrow. Yep, yep. so be on that stuff. Everybody. Make a call. Tomorrow might be the day you got to lock it in. Make a call to those guys, georgeacy.net. Our games week from Kona. Three locations, Spartanburg, Duncan, and Greenville. They offer synergistic approach to the spine, skeletal system, nervous system, and support instruction. Total quality care, optimal health. Kona.care, that's Kona.care. And then stock up, stock down from Founders Federal Credit Union. Get your head in the game of Founders Federal Credit Union. See how I found a membership with LH Financial Game. Training financial skills with our wide array of financial tools and services. Visit relaxjointfounders.com today to see if you qualify for membership. Relax with Founders Federal Credit Union. And Hannah Engineering, our Pick'em sponsor. John, this has been a lot of fun on this show. Had a lot of viewers. Had a lot of comments. Michael says, thanks for covering us little guys. Michael, oh, appreciate my man. Uh, you know, Skiza uh, is always going to hold a special place in my heart. So I'm always going to follow those guys and, and try to give some shout-outs when I can. Um been a lot of fun following that classification in that league this year, John. Um, this is you guys' first time. If this is your first time tuning in to comment. We really appreciate that. But make sure to like us here on Facebook. We do this every uh, Tuesday night about 7 o'clock. We get live with our preview show. 
Be back next Tuesday. So like our videos, comment, share, tell your friends. Check us out, our website, movingchains.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, all Moving Chains. We all do different stuff. You know, YouTube has all of our videos, has some interviews we only put on there. So go check that out, subscribe to that page. We have some different photos and graphics on Twitter and on Instagram. So you want to follow us everywhere for sure. Our uh, podcast comes out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Drill and I do our recap show. It's a podcast only that comes out on those sites on Sundays. This show will be on our podcast app later on tonight as well. In case you missed that, you can check out the audio-only version for that. You know, we do our Friday night spaces. We do that Friday night around 10, 30, 11. Basically, it's a live scoreboard show on Twitter. Definitely come hop in for that. It's a lot of fun. You know, yeah, we all just talk about the game that we're at. We have folks hop on and talk about the game they're at. A lot of fun to break down the action from across the state. We can only be at one game. And weeks like this, I wish it could be everywhere, but we just can't. So I want you guys to hop in there and join us uh, on our Friday night spaces on Twitter. It's a lot of fun. Check out our interviews we just had on uh, Coach Zach Lindeck from Catawba Ridge last week. Great interview. We've had Coach Stuart Young from Saluda on. We've had um, you know Ethan Campbell from Clinton on. A lot of great guys uh, across the state this year. Even Jody Jennerette from West Florence earlier in the year. So lots goes up on our YouTube page there for you to check out. John, uh, anything I missed uh, from week or sorry round three before we get out of here for the night? I don't think so. We got a good slate of games. Um... Should see an upset or two. Yeah. Don't know which ones they'll be. Don't know where they'll come from, but I know we'll have a couple. Yep. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, tune in again next Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, around, around 4 show, Upper State, yeah, Lower State, State Final State next week. You don't want to miss that. Going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, they always say the goal is to be practicing on brown grass and practicing on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So if you made it to round three, you're pretty much there. So hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully we'll have some great ball games. We should, as, as every team, I feel like I said at the beginning of the show, Every team in and out could win the whole thing, it feels like. Yeah. They're that talented. Yeah. Um, you know, nobody got here back. So they're all great football teams, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, for John Epps, I'm Kevin Thomas. This has been our round three South Carolina High School football playoff preview show here on Moving the Chains. We'll catch you guys next week.